the guard has looked at my passport and looked at me, looked at my passport, looked at me, decided that the two don't actually match and has basically stuck a rifle through the window of the car. Mark Anthony has spent more than three decades reporting on demolition and construction. He has written millions of words and produced tens of thousands of stories. But there are many stories that never made it into print. Tales from the unseen side of journalism. This is Beyond the Reporter's Notebook. Hi, for those that don't know me, I'm Mark Anthony and I'm the host of The Breakfast Show over on demolitionnews.com. I've been writing about construction and demolition and demolition equipment for more than 30 years. And during that time, I've travelled to a lot of places, I've met a lot of people and I've experienced an awful lot. And a lot of that has never actually made it into print before. So I've decided to come up with a new podcast called Beyond the Reporter's Notebook. And these are all the stories that have never made it into print before. Um, they are all based in and around construction and demolition, but they're the stories from behind the stories. And I thought we would start with a trip that I took to Egypt back in the early 90s, about 1992-93. Now, the way those foreign trips tend to work, because you're travelling a long distance, is you tend to go... Rather than going for a day or two, you tend to go for a week or possibly even more. So, on the trip I was due to see um, quarries and construction and demolition. I was also due to see some power generation up on the uh, Red Sea coast as well. So, I flew originally to Alexandria. Now, Alexandria back in the early 90s, this might still be the case, but back in the early 90s, Alexandria port was part tourist cruise destination, but it was also part military installation. So in order to actually access the port itself, which is where I was going to see the construction equipment, I had to go on the first day to basically get a new additional passport. So I, I arrived, as I say, 1992-93. Now at that time, I was still I had a lot of hair, I had a, a proper ponytail, and I'm not talking about one of these little toilet brush things that people have now, I'm talking about a full-on ponytail. So I had my hair tied back, uh, clean shaven, suited, booted, and ready to, to go and have my photograph taken, which I did. Now those passports back in the day used to take two, three, sometimes four days to process. So I went and got my passport photograph done, I applied, filled out all the forms, and then myself and the guy that I was working with at the time then drove from Alexandria all the way back down um, to Cairo to start work. So we went to, as I say, quarries and mines and, and also uh, we made our way up to um, Safaga on the Red Sea coast. Now, Safaga on the Red Sea coast was supposed to be our day of relaxation. I think it was a Wednesday. Uh, and we were supposed to be arriving there um, early afternoon so that we could go and have a bit of a dip in the sea and then the following day we'd set aside some time to go and do um, some snorkeling because the Red Sea obviously beautiful destination gin clear water and that was the plan unfortunately on my drive from Cairo up to Safaga I had gone down with I think it's in certain places it's called Montezuma's Revenge I, I guess in Egypt it would be Tutankhamun's um, Revenge and I had a severely upset stomach. So while my, my guide and my colleague went off and spent a day snorkeling and enjoying himself and, and sunning himself on the beach, 
I was basically locked into a toilet and that's where I spent the entire day. All of that is an aside. So ultimately we, we leave Safarga and we are now heading for Alexandria where my new passport, my new temporary passport, will be standing by. We arrived on, at the right time and at the appointed place and there was my passport. So armed with my new passport, my new temporary passport and my original British passport, we made our way to the checkpoint. Now, just to recap, what we're entering now is a part cruise terminal, part military installation. So we pulled up to a barrier and there is a guard stood at the gate ready to let us in. My guide and my colleague passed him his passport and the guy looked at it and was quite happy, passed it back and he then took mine. Now it's worth pointing out that after a week away and bearing in mind I'd been ill during that, for one thing I'd let my hair down so my hair was no longer tied back and at the time my hair was probably down here so I'm very very lots of hair. I also had a week of stubble going on, not as much as I'm sporting now, but a week of stubble. And I, frankly, I wasn't looking my best. The guard has looked at my passport and looked at me, looked at my passport, looked at me, decided that the two don't actually match and has basically stuck a rifle through the window of the car. And he's placed it, he's pressed it literally against my neck. Um, as a Brit, guns are an unfamiliar sight and they are a very, very frightening sight as well. And the, th the whole thing was made worse by the fact that the guard with the gun pressed to my neck and my driver were now speaking to each other in Egyptian and they were both laughing. As far as I was concerned, my driver may have said to the guard, he's English, no one will miss him, just shoot him, it'll be funny. And the two of them found that quite funny. To this day, I have no idea what they were saying to each other, but in the end, the guard was convinced that the, the two photographs, I actually literally had to pinch my hair back to show him that it, it was the same person, and they finally let me in. But as a result of that, if I approach a checkpoint these days, you can imagine, I, I clench almost as much as I did when I was sick with um, Delhi Belly up in Safarga. That was my trip to, to Egypt. There's going to be lots more trips. I'm also going to uh, recount in some of these shows in the future trips to Norway, to Denmark, to Spain, how I came to have a brief but very lucrative uh, career in the porn industry. We'll save that for another time. So this has been Mark Anthony. That's me. This is Beyond the Reporter's Notebook podcast. Hope you enjoy it. Please check back soon for the next episode.